Last weekend was a pretty eventful one for Star Wars collectors. Around the tri-state area, a number of our friends trekked out to Warminster, Pennsylvania for the annual ZoloCon event. Held in a former NASA centrifuge, this show is a vintage and modern toy hunter's market, with Star Wars items on almost every table. I had a fantastic time at ZoloCon this year, getting to see friends like Pete LaRose, Mike Mensinger, Brad Portnoy, James Gallo, and Josh Van Pelt. And as a last-minute decision, Gary Borbidge, another dear friend and co-author of the book Engineering an Empire, came out to the event, and the two of us shopped the show and had a memorable and enjoyable lunch together. During that same day, the Ohio Star Wars Collectors Club celebrated its 24th anniversary by holding its summer meetup at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio. The club had a fantastic turnout of longtime and newer collectors. And in the southeast region of the country, the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors held its annual summer social where collectors and former Kenner and Hasbro employees shared a meal together Friday night, toured the Atlanta area and Justin Haney's incredible collection on Sunday, and spent Saturday at the home of Narayan Nike and the collection he's affectionately titled Most Atlanta. It's wonderful to have weekends like this again, with so many opportunities to connect and to make memories with friends again. This is a conversation with Narayan about what it is like to host a meetup for Star Wars collectors. This is a recap of a collector's weekend and what makes these in-person events so special. This is a look at the Georgia Social. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. I first met Narayan Nike at the Star Wars Celebration Convention in Orlando, Florida in 2017. I've shared this story with you before, but I think it bears repeating. It was on the first night of celebration at the Collector's Archive party. I knew very few people as it was the first Star Wars themed event I had ever attended. And most of the collectors brought swag to give out at the party and during the convention. In our hobby, swag is the blanket term for items that people make, and in this case, ones that commemorated the convention in a funny or creative way, usually with a nod to Star Wars. Now, Ryan approached me and asked me if I had any swag to trade him for the ones that he made. I thanked him for his offer, but I explained to him that this was my first event, and that I didn't know about the tradition of making swag for others. I felt bad about it, and I apologized that I wasn't in a position to participate. 
He waved off my embarrassment, reached into his bag, and proceeded to hand me one of each of the items he had made for the party. As I admired the work he did in creating them and making a handful of concepts into a reality, he reached into his bag again and kindly handed me a few extras, telling me to use them to trade with other collectors. I repeat this story because it had such a profound effect on me. That single act of generosity and warmth just touched me, and it showed me the importance and the impact of connecting with newer community members over the years. And Orion has continued that kindness, infusing it with excitement by opening his home to collectors from all over during July's Georgia Social Weekend. He hosted a series of tournaments, from billiards to cornhole, with the winners bringing home gold-painted action figure-themed trophies and the food was catered by the popular Nine Rabbits food truck. And for many, it was an opportunity to relax and to spend time with friends. And some of those friends of the club are none other than the Kenner designers and employees who took part in bringing many of the Star Wars toys we love to life. Unfortunately, a trip down to Georgia just wasn't possible for me this summer. So I asked Narayan if he would give us a recap of the summer social and what it was like to be part of the event. I think these conversations are important because they not only help to give us a better understanding of what these collector events and meetups are like, but they help to preserve the memories of these experiences while they're still fresh in one's mind. Let's take an in-depth trip back to Georgia for a look at the Summer Social. Hi, Narayan. Thank you so much for uh, for, for spending uh, an evening uh, speaking with me. I really look forward to this. Oh, it's a pleasure, David. Anytime. Glad to talk. So I have so many questions for you um, because I was unable to attend the event, uh, even though you kindly invited me and I really appreciate it. Um, first of all, how long did it take to prepare this entire thing? Well, um, as you know, this event was, you know, the... Uh, kind of the, the the canceled event that we'd never had in 2020. So uh, you could technically say we were preparing for it from the beginning of 2020 when we originally started preparations for that summer social. Um, but you know when we really, uh, technically speaking, um, we really decided to hold it this year, uh, probably you know a week or two um, in. Think maybe right after I think the IC convention in Nashville happened. I think we made a decision maybe one or two weeks after that that uh, you know things were looking good enough that we would be able to hold an in-person social in July here. So that's probably the decision, uh, probably the time time frame that we were working with. So maybe two months from that point is wow, when we okay. seriously decided to to hold this uh, event uh, as an in-person event. And if you were going to explain this to somebody who has never attended uh, the Summer Social before or just a Star Wars collector's event, um, how would you describe it? 
So the Georgia Lions Summer Social is one of uh, the two big events that our club holds annually. Uh, you know, we uh, in a normal year we would normally do meetups every month uh, unless there was a special event that month, say like Celebration or Toylanta. Uh, but every summer, usually in July and usually in winter in December, we'd hold a summer event and a, um, a winter event. So summer social. Uh, in the the summer and the winter social, obviously the holiday party in in December. And um, the summer social has been uh, really a family type event. Um, It's been uh, sort of a cookout uh, slash pool party um, for the members of the Georgia Alliance. And uh, just a place or just a event for everybody can just socialize and you know bring their families. Very informal um, party type atmosphere. Uh, of course, it's you know been held at my home uh, since uh, we first started doing it. This would be the third event. Uh, the first one was in 2018. A uh, very small party, maybe about 15, 20 people. Uh, 2019 was a much larger event. Uh, we actually dubbed it the Cantina Cookout Summer Social <laughs> at that point. And um, we had big plans for 2020, obviously, that fell through uh, for the pandemic. And uh, this year, um, again, we weren't sure exactly how big of an event it was going to be. Uh, turned out it was even larger than last time uh, and um, uh, a lot of fun uh, every time. But uh, again, uh, coming off the pandemic, we weren't exactly sure what we were able to pull off. And uh, originally, we were envisioning maybe... 30, 40 people would attend, maybe mostly local members, but uh, it turned into a, a three-day uh, three planned itinerary and uh, close to you know 80 to 90 people, uh, counting all the family members and so forth and guests that came. Um, Gosh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, I'm um, pretty amazed that we're able to pull it off. So. Absolutely. Um, so how was the week leading up to it for you? Uh, the week, you know, the week, you know, uh, leading up to it, a uh, very hectic week um, at work. So it's, uh, I, it, it's funny uh, when I when I plan these things, I try to do so much in advance because I always know that like the final few days, it never. There's always a few things that come up that you didn't didn't quite expect. Um, so it, it ended up being, I think the, the, the work week for me was probably the busiest it had been for about a month and a half. So it was, you know, hard to focus, but luckily I have a great team around me, you know, in the Georgia Alliance that are helping with you know, a lot of the preparations for this. So we did a lot of pre-planning. Uh, this was the third event we did. So we, you know, had an overall idea of the format And it was just a matter of getting the pieces into place. And uh, we kind of knew what we needed to do in that final week. And a lot of this is just making sure, um, uh, you know, things are prepped. We have enough, uh, you know, that the the food preparations are ready. The um, we have enough um, chairs for everybody. We have uh, we, you know, make sure that the hotel stays are all set for everybody. The restaurant reservations are made. and, you know, that, that all the last minute details are uh, put into effect. But uh, from a practical standpoint, the last week, I think for me, um, you know, making a lot of the swag bags, which were given out on the final day, 
uh, which we're giving out on, you know, the Saturday of the main event. Um, uh, that's what I probably spent the most time doing at final week. Okay. So you are known as the swag King. And, um, in the introduction, I, I mentioned how you and I first met, um, we were at Celebration Orlando and you came up to me and you offered me some swag. And I said to you that I didn't have any um, because it was my first ever Star Wars collecting event. I, I wasn't familiar with the process and I, I didn't have anything. And, and you were so kind to not only give me um, some of the, the pieces that you made, but also some extras so that I could trade with others and, and um, you know, kind of build on my collection of, of swag. Um being known as the Swag King, because you, you've created some amazing uh, swag pieces uh, so far for a lot of the major events. What did you prepare for this one? So for this one, um, you know, we had um, we had our you know Cantina Cookout logo that we had done you know two years ago, but over this past year, I think we had done a lot of focus on kind of the Goonie Bird. Um, you know, Kenner, old Kenner logo um, for a lot of our swag, uh, you know, for originally for our canceled Toylana event in 2020. Uh, we eventually did give out most of that, um, you know, for the, the rescheduled event in 2021. But it dovetailing with a lot of the things that we did over, you know, the past 12 months, uh, you know, especially with the virtual social, which essentially took the place of the in-person social last year, um, you know, we had a lot of Kenner guests um, that, you know, were panelists during that event. And um, about two months prior to this event, I saw a great, um, uh, I think it was like a stadium cup that Chris Julius put up on Deal or No Deal. And it was this cup that had this kind of Kenner emblem with the Goonie Bird. And it said something like Kenner Social Club. Uh, you know, chicks dig it. The, the, the Goonie Bird was holding up a sign saying chicks dig it. And it said, you know, Kenner Social Club. And I just saw that and I said, that's perfect for the summer social. <laughs> sure. And we need to adapt that. And, uh, you know, I reached out to Chris as well as to Fonz Napolitano, who won the the item on, on Deal or No Deal for, you know, more detailed pictures. And if it was okay, if we could adapt that image. And, um, of course, uh, Jason Wasolko, uh, one of our, uh, you know, moderators on, on at the Georgia Alliance who has some um, uh, you know, great experience with, with graphic design. He was able to modify the elements of that that logo to make one for our summer social. So you know, it's essentially the same elements, and now it just says uh, GASWC Social Club. You know, in person summer social. It's GASWC. It's fun. You know, substituting those elements into the into the uh the logo so that became you know the logo that we would use for for swag and um and of course since the original classic um item was a cup i said that's a perfect perfect item for a summer social we'll do a stadium cup uh and which is what we did and actually uh, since fawns helped us out so much with the images we decided to send a commemorative cup for fawns cup uh, using some of the same elements, uh, you know, substituted for the Empire Club as well. So, and I'm sure you received one of those cups at that event. Um, yes, I was one of the recipients, and um, I actually I, I picked them up uh, from Jason's that's right. uh, mom's house, and it was I, I didn't know what was in that. <laughs> it was in the box, and so um, 
when I, when I talked to Jason, you know, he had mentioned that they had made these cups and, um, uh, I didn't open the box until, um, Fonz had them, you know, and, and he started to hand them out. And I, I was just, I was amazed at the, at the design of them. Um, and they're really special. Uh, so I think it's great that you were able, you guys were able to do that for both clubs, you know, for two different events. Um, and it's also nice to hear that a lot of times the swag is, is a group project too. Oh, absolutely. And you know, that's what swag's all about, right? It's about making, it's just an icebreaker to make a connection with somebody that you may not have met before. And, um, you know, it's a way, it's a little memento of that person for you to remember, uh, you know, taking away from that moment. Um, and, you know, and just, it, it's a special way of just kind of, of breaking the ice um, and you know, giving, us, giving that moment a little extra special uh, moment to remember. Yeah. And, and swag has become such a huge part of all these collecting events. Um, so it's nice that you were able to carry that into the Georgia social as well. So now the, you said before the event went from Friday to Sunday. Uh, can you give us an idea of what Friday night was like? So Friday night was essentially a welcome dinner. Uh, it was mainly for the guests that were coming out of town, but of course any local member was also invited to attend. It's just another, you know, the great part about these events is it's just, it's just a chance to hang out with friends again. And especially this year after you know being so long um, when we haven't had a chance to actually meet in person, um, it, it, just, it just gives us extra time to catch up. Um, and so what we did was, um, we set up a room block at a nearby hotel, uh, about 10 minutes from my home, which most of the out of town guests stayed, um, at, and we picked a restaurant, you know, about five minutes drive from there. Um, this was, uh, the restaurant we ended up choosing was, um, a relatively newer restaurant, um, in the Peachtree Corners area called Lazy Dog. And, um, I'd eaten there only once before. I just wanted to make sure it was, was fine. I had a very large menu, but more importantly, I had a lot of space, a lot of open space. There was an outdoor patio as well as a large indoor area. And so it was going to be able to accommodate, you know, as many people as we would need. And um, uh, we held it around, you know, the early evening. Uh, and about, I would say about 20 to 25 people came. And um, a mixture of, again, the out-of-town guests. Um, uh, Hector Hilario and his family were there. Pete Fitzke, uh, Neil Miniclure, uh, of course, Glenn Williams, Jerry Hancock from the group. Um, and also uh, some of our special um, uh, Kenner guests came as well. Uh, Tim Effler was there as well as uh, Jim Swearingen and his partner Amory. They both came and had some great stories to tell. Uh, during dinner, and uh, we you know picked a long table. I think Ian Sanderson and his daughter were at one end, and Hector and his family at the other end. Um, you know, our counter guests right in the middle. Um, I think uh, Abdul Hamani, he was also there. Shannon Stewart, uh, uh, Susan Kowalski. So a good mixture of people, um, you know, both from the club, both from uh, inside and outside the state, as well as our guests. So a good mixture of all these all these people at the same table. That's amazing. And the group of people that you mentioned are people who sh in a lot of ways share the same heart and have that same passion and, uh, and as well as the, the same creativity as well. 
So you mentioned some of the the former Kenner employees uh, who were uh, special guests who showed up, who are also friends of the club, which is amazing. Um, for anyone who who maybe isn't familiar with the work that they've done, can you can you give us a little idea of um, uh, of who they are and and some of the stuff that they've worked on? Sure. So um, the two people that attended the dinner uh, are both Kenner designers. Um, Jim Swearingen, of course, uh, conceptual design for Kenner, been there from you know the very early days. Uh, he was the toy designer that you know made the trip to um, ILM and Lucasfilm, as documented in you know at the beginning of the uh, Toys That Made Us, um, and you know was invited to see one of the first screenings. In fact, the first screening of Star Wars, uh, you know, to a virgin audience, um, and. Um, probably very influential in pitching um, the Star Wars line to the Kenner executives. Uh, so he was involved in you know, making the uh, original kind of kit-bashed figures from the Fisher-Price toys, uh, along with Dave Okada, and presenting those to Lucasfilm to sort of pitch that scale of line. Um, he also was, uh, I think, in, pretty important in making the kit-bashed Boba Fett figure, which... Uh, Many consider, you know, one of the holy grails of Star Wars, if it's ever found. Uh, but he was the one involved in, in making that figure. So a lot of the you know, pretty important early designs of Star Wars, Jim Swearingen was involved with. Um, Tim Effler also been involved with Kenner, um, you know, since the beginning and throughout really the Kenner era, um, as well as in a few other lines. I think he's been involved with Six Million Dollar Man, as well as the Jurassic Park lines. But uh in terms of Kenner design, I think he was involved, especially with the Death Star playset um, in the Star Wars uh, line, uh, the Dianoga monster. Um, but he's been involved, um, I think, with the 12-inch figures, uh, I think especially Chewbacca. And also later in the line, I think in the Power of the Force line, he oversaw um, you know, a lot of the uh, design elements there. And also, I think, involved when you know the Power of the Force line was fading, you know, some uh, pitching some ideas, you know, for the line continuing after uh, the movies uh, that you know he was involved with as well. But one of the, I think the fun facts to know is that he was involved in uh, the creating the Jurassic Park logo, which eventually ended up on the poster for that movie. Um, I think was first it first shown up on some toys that they uh, designed and pitched to, uh, I guess Spielberg and is that Paramount? I'm not sure Universal um, at that point. So he tells a story that you know, Steven Spielberg saw that logo on the toys and you know, called up its graphic design department to have <laughs> your logo for your poster. So um, fun story. Oh, that's certainly an incredible legacy. And I mean, again, just from the two gentlemen alone, you're talking about some iconic and amazing toys. You know, and just as you're speaking about this stuff too, it's amazing to think, because I, I don't think this happens in very many communities, where a lot of communities that are focused on whether it's certain collectibles or items or whatever, get to actually have friends who are in the club with them um, who have, who have taken a part, uh, you know, in, in, in making the stuff that we collect and we love. Um, And I think that's a real rarity, you know, and again, to be able to, to have meals with these people and to get to know them on a, on a personal basis, on a true personal basis uh, is something that is just, it's outstanding. And 
I, I still can't believe that we get to do this. No, I, it's, that's exactly right, David. I feel so blessed and honored that, you know, that um, we've known, known uh, you know, these Kenner employees as our friends over the last few years and we've really gotten to know them, um, you know, not just as, you know, some, you know, person we read about in a book, but, you know, as an actual person, you know, and we, we get to talk to them about not just Star Wars, but just their lives. And um, it, it's just so uh, amazing that we got to spend the weekend, um, you know, with them you know, coming to our city, our homes. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's so, um, I mean, it's like a dream come true. I'll, I'll, it's it, just to, you know, just to sit at the same table as somebody who created the toys that, you know, you, you played with and now cherish as a collectible you know, as an adult, it's just an amazing feeling, um, to be able to talk with them and, you know, shake their hand and just, um, you know, share, share a meal with, and, uh, again, host them at their home. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty amazing, I, I still can't believe that that actually happened. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's, 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 it's such a wonderful feeling. It's, it's so hard for me to even talk about when when you're having conversations with them, does it feel like it's exciting for them to to be there as well too, and and to have the the recognition and the excitement, and to have people who really look at what they do, and to connect that to them, and to say like you were a part of my childhood, or you designed something that helped me, uh, you know, with whatever it is, with the way that I see the world, or or how I you know created stories as as a, as a kid, or or the way I design things. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really amazing. Um, you know, when I talk with them, they they just love to um, talk about their time, you know, at a job that they, you can really tell how much love they had for that job. Um, and, you know, to be able to share it, I think, at this point in their lives with, you know, people that really appreciate it, I think it means a lot to them. Um, and, you know, they're just so happy to share these stories um, and, you know, and because I'm sure there's been, uh, I, I think I've, I've talked with, to you about this as well is that sometimes as Star Wars collectors, it's so hard to share, you know, our own collecting stories unless we find other collectors to share them with. And I have to feel it's like the same for them sometimes that like, you know, when they've worked at Kenner, maybe they, they've had a lot of, you know, friends over the years that they really can't talk about the stuff with because people don't really understand that perspective. But when they're around other collectors, they may just feel much more at home. And it just feels uh, like they have so many things to share. And um, they have, um, you know, they have been very gracious with their time um, and just sharing all their experiences. And we're so lucky as a group to, uh, just be able to give them, you know, those eager ears to listen to. And I think that's just been, um, amazing. And, um, I've, uh, again, I think it's, uh, I'm so glad that they feel comfortable sharing those things with us around them. Mm. Was there a specific moment where you were sitting at, at that meal, at that dinner, um, that just, that just struck you in a profound way or that, that, 
one that you'll just take with you from that weekend? At that meal specifically, um, you know, it was, and I, I was actually, I think, sitting next to Emery and Jim. And across from them, I believe, were Abdul and, and Kelly, his wife. And I couldn't even, you know, it's, just because you're in a restaurant, you can't hear every word that people are is saying. Um, but you can just tell by the looks on people's faces. Um, like, I think I looked at Abdul and Kelly at one point, And you can tell when somebody's engaged. And, and totally into a story that somebody's telling them. And I don't know whether it was Tim or Jim that was speaking at that point, but you could just tell, you could see somebody's, you could see that spark in somebody's eye when somebody's telling a story and they're totally with it in that story. Um, and just to see that, that, you know, we've got these, um, you know, we've got these guests who are our friends at the same table as us, just telling stories and just hanging out with us. And I think at one point, I think Glenn came over to me or I came over to him and he just pulled me aside, gave me a hug and said, <laughs> can you believe this is happening? This is just <laughs> amazing. And we were just like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a moment. And, uh, you know, you know, Glenn and his moments and how he tears up. But at that point, I, both me and Glenn were, you know, starting to tear up because it was just something we never would have imagined when this club started you know, four years ago that we'd have a moment like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so at that dinner for sure. And uh, it's a good thing that Glenn probably pulled me aside and made me realize what was happening because it was special. It's special. And one of many special moments throughout the weekend. I find that's what our friends do though, too, is, you know, a lot of times we're in a rhythm or we're on a track and they kind of help us just to pull off to the side for a second and just to stop and to really take it all in or to see it from a, a different perspective just for a moment um, so that we we truly remember how uh, how incredible it was or, or um, how momentous it was. That's exactly right. And, um, you know, that's that's what this event is about, is for us to share with those friends and uh, to realize how special something you know, an event like this is, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so glad. And again, there must have been many special moments like this for so many of the people that attended. I know I can only relate mine, but um, you know, I'm sure many of them had a very similar experience. Mm. Yeah. Before we go further, too, I want to want to highlight um, what you had said before, just to, to reiterate and, and to highlight the fact that. This this really is a group effort. And um, for anyone who doesn't know the Georgia group, I mean, there are so many members of it that are actively involved, that are wonderfully creative, that have amazing talents, whether it's in graphic design or um, just even in getting people excited about things, uh, in, in promoting, um, in, in building, in, in making things happen. And... Um, We've had so many wonderful events, whether it's been in person or virtual, that have happened because of you and the rest of the Georgia group. You know, and it's this it's this team of people um, who just do amazing things, and they do it out of the kindness of their hearts. Yeah, I've been truly blessed with you know the the people that you know are um, the members here at the Georgia Alliance. You know, one of my dreams is to be just in a Star Wars group like this. Um, you know, 
for years I would read about, you know, the Ohio club or the Pennsylvania club or, or even you guys up there in the empire club. And, um, you know, wish there was a community around me that I could, you know, hang out with. And, you know, and that became a reality in, you know, 2017, it was like something I you know, feel like I've been looking for, for so long. And, um, you know, as I said, um, as collectors, sometimes we just need to find someone to share things with because so, so often in our lives, I think, I think we collect on an island where, you know, the people around us, even, you know, close friends and family may not really know how special it is, you know, the, you know, that, you know, what it means for us to, you know, be engaged in this hobby. And then when you finally find a group of like-minded people, it's just, it feels so refreshing, like feeling like you found your, your people, your tribe. Um, and, you know, you're able to share that. And um, it, it's just a special bond, I think, that any Star Wars collector feels um, anywhere they are in the country, but especially, you know, in your local community where you can hang out and talk so much more often than you would be, uh, you know, than you would otherwise. Yeah. It reminds me of being back in school and just, you know, loving a, a band or a property, a film, anything like that. And just being able to sit at the lunch table and talk to your friends and then have that conversation and, and everyone's engaged and involved. And then having that conversation kind of spill out uh, you know, into the gymnasium uh, as you're in gym and then into, a, you know, another class and in the hallways. And it just, it's one that persists um, and, and helps to just reinvigorate you, you know, and, and keep you really excited and engaged. That's exactly right, David. It feels like a family reunion. Um, like it's like the people that your long lost, you know, friends or, you know, people that you seem like you've known forever, even if you've only known them for a few years. Um, they've had the same shared experiences you did growing up and you can talk and talk to them about anything, uh, not just star Wars, but it just feels like, you know, it's there that those people that, you know, you always knew, um, and, you know, do you just hadn't met, uh, yet. And then here they are. Mm. Okay. So take us through now. So we finished with Friday, um, Saturday was a was a big day for you because you were hosting uh, the majority of the event at your house. Uh, so, can you give us an idea of what um, of what the day was like for you? Sure. So, um, you know, the the event started at about eleven. Uh, I was going to plan to go till seven. Uh, the main things that were going to happen at the main event were, uh, of course, the the meal would be served by a food truck. Um, that would arrive maybe about an hour or two before the event started. Uh, and also the, uh, the competitions, you know, we, um, have held a, um, series of competitions as part of the summer social, um, you know, in, in addition to just people hanging out by the pool and just enjoying the food, enjoying the backyard, as well as, you know, enjoying tours of the collection. Uh, we've held a, um, a table tennis tournament, a billiards tournament and a cornhole tournament. And um, so um, those were going to be the main events that happened throughout the day. This year, we also introduced a trivia contest, 
uh, sort of con- uh, questions about you know the, the collection and about you know the Georgia Club about the you know my collection is dubbed the Moss Atlantic Cantina. So uh, a lot of the answers could be gleaned from you know just taking the tour of the cantina, looking at the different pieces, and kind of answering questions about them. Uh, could so you? Could you give me a question or two? I, I want to see if I could, uh, <laughs> if I'd be able to get uh, one. Okay, well, let's see. I, I, I think a lot of people found these questions quite challenging, but uh, let's see. One that comes to mind, I think um, I think I asked, you know, that I have, you know, several sub-focuses of my collecting, and I think I asked, you know, what was special about the first releases of the Luke Jedi figure on card? Um and you know, okay. this was something I discussed, you know, during the tour of you know the collection that day, and uh, it, you know has to do with the the cloaks that the Luke figures came with. Came inside. I was going to say the, the snap cape or the cape in the bag. Correct, the snap capes that came inside the baggie mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on the first release figures. So that was the answer to that question. We had fifty such questions, you know, some of which easier, some of which harder. Um, <laughs> So I think the, the winner ended up getting about 25 questions right. So that gives oh, you an idea. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So, but as far as preparation that day, um, that morning we actually had a set of volunteers that came about a couple hours early. So we had to set up, you know, the sign-in table, set up the swag bags for people to pick up as they checked in. You know, we had a couple um, – a poster print and a flag for people to sign a tradition. I think the empire club does, uh, at their big events, we decided yes. to adopt that one. Smart idea. Um, yeah. Uh, a nice way to, you know, remember everyone that, that, that came. Um, and we, yes, uh, the food truck arrived on time. They set up in the driveway, uh, and initially, you know, making sure everybody parked, you know, properly on the street, making sure, telling people where to go if, you know, the street parking was already filled up. Um, and, you know, most of the, the, the collection and everything else, we, you know, I had already gotten that ready, you know, over the preceding you know, weeks and months. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just making sure everything worked, make sure the speakers worked, make sure the home theater was running fine. You had, like, things playing in there for people to just stop in and look at if they got tired of, you know, uh, being outside or in the pool. Um, but you know, a lot of it is, was just set up. We set up a couple tents just in case it rained, uh, on the upper deck, uh, people would have a place to sit. Um, and, uh, we also have a screen porch, uh, and just making sure we had chairs for everybody. A lot of people brought their own lawn chairs. So essentially it was like, you know, again, a, a summer pool party, um, venue. Um, and, uh, and until the, I think we got in a, collection tour and soon after the uh, competition started with you know, cornhole and table tennis you know, cornhole on the outside in the backyard and table tennis inside uh, in the, uh, the collection room hmm. as someone who eats like every two hours um, I want to make sure we cover the most important topic so what was this food truck like because I heard wonderful things about it <laughs> So the food truck was the same one that uh, the Haney's used for the winter social in 2019. It was from actually a close uh, friend of, I think, Jen's um, uh, named uh, um, Stephen Goodwin. And it's a, mm-hmm. his, he runs a company called Nine Rabbits Food Truck. And it had you know, such good reviews from that winter social event that um, I had no um, worries that he would come up with something great for the, the summer event. And, uh, 
um, you know, it's a typical summer party menu. He had a, um, you know, kind of a gourmet burger. He had some shrimp tacos. I think he had a um, roasted pork um, sandwich and a few other sides as well. Um, but every person I asked, you know, no matter what they ordered, and um, they just loved this food. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll use Stephen and his food truck again, but it, it, it was, <laughs> sure. you know, bar none, everybody uh, just loved the food they ate. Some people said it was the best burger they ever had, shrimp wow. tacos again. Also, people just were raving about it. So couldn't have been more pleased. Um, and uh, everybody tipped very generously because, uh, you know, he, he did a great job and uh, communicated well with me throughout in the planning of this and, uh, uh, you know, flawless food. So I, I couldn't be happier. That's awesome. Shout out to Justin, Jen, and Boo Haney uh, just for, for having, uh, having the, the foresight to, uh, to get a really cool food truck and to set that up. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so what is the name of your collection? So the collection is known as the Moss Atlantic Cantina. And where does that come from? Um, so I always had the name in mind ever since moving to Atlanta. Um, it, it, I don't know, it just kind of goes, you know, well, with Moss Isley Cantina, um, you know, Moss Atlantic Cantina. Um, you know, the one thing I never quite um, had was, you know, I wanted to make a logo for the collection. And, um, you know, until you're really setting it up, you're never quite sure exactly what elements to, to make it. And uh, um, when I went about, um, you know, trying to figure out a logo for this, um, you know, I looked at, you know, what, what are the figures or what are the characters that I collect? Uh, you know, what was my uh, main focus and at the time it was really Power of the Force and my three focus characters which were the Jedi, Boba Fett, and Yoda and you know with the cantina I kind of wanted them to have you know a little bit of a kind of a, like a, a bar element um, to it and uh, I had a, an artist who I'd seen some you know work online um, you know Jorge Baeza and he had done some Star Wars character or caricatures and I thought he might be a good artist to consult on, on this logo and he was happy to do it. He worked with me and he came up with a great uh, logo design that incorporated my three focus characters holding, you know, cups uh, and, you know, on, looks like almost like on a bar, you know, with the name Moss Atlantic Cantina and has the overall layout that resembles the Power of the Force logo as well. There's also some cantina colored elements in there as well. Uh, and so all of that kind of fit in and, uh, the, the Moss Atlantic Cantina actually has a, a, a history that goes uh, completely with the summer social because we introduced that name, that logo at the very first summer party in 2018. And so, uh, you know, the history of the Moss Atlantic Cantina, um, you know, follows along completely with the Georgia Lions summer social. So I, I know it's probably a bit of a blur for you because you were, you were hosting and yet partaking in, in in all the, you know, the events and activities and conversations, but, um, can you give us a few, a few memory bursts, you know, things that, that you remember that you can recall, um, that really helped to make that Saturday special? Yeah. So here's some things that stood out for me. And again, I, I can really just pick and choose hundreds of these. Sure. Um, but, um, 
one, I think just seeing the, the smiles on uh, people's faces as they, you know, receive their food or just are engaged in competition. And it had been so long, you know, a year since people had been, for some people, you know, before they had had an in-person meetup. And just to see the joys on their faces as they hugged each other or just had a chance to finally meet somebody they had, you know, that that maybe they saw on a Zoom chat sometime in the last 12 months uh, and finally get to actually talk to them, uh, and let alone, you know, meeting a a Kenner legend, uh, you know, in the same, you know, during the same event. Um, So that, you know, and again, there's countless moments of those those type throughout the day. Um, another moment that stood out for me, Daryl DePriest, you know, former head of Hasbro, Star Wars, and GI Joe lines, um, you know, taking part in the ping pong tournament. And I actually think he actually got second place in the <laughs> tournament. Just so, just seeing him and my wife play ping pong, um, you know, I think she she came in third. And um, so, you know, just to see how much she enjoyed just being part of the event, you know, and taking part in the competitions, you know, again, this is a guest, a Kenner, you know, a Hasbro, you know, somebody's created the toys that we've collected and he's just enjoying himself, um, you know, playing ping pong at my house. So that, that was a great feeling and a great feeling for me to give a trophy to him at the end uh, as well. Um I think another one that stood out to me, um, I think Jim Swearingen pulled me aside. Maybe as I was, out the, as I was getting food at the food truck, he's like, there's something I'd like to run past you later if you have time. I said, sure, Jim, and, and anytime, of course. And uh, we, uh, I found him inside, you know, watching one of the, uh, uh, the table tennis games or something. And I said, Jim, so what, you know, what, uh, what can I do for you? What, what is it that you wanted to talk about? And he pulled out a couple pieces of paper and, you know, it's, like, I think, a design that he had for a coin and a patch. And he wanted my opinion on, <laughs> wow. on swag that he was going to plan to make. And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is so humbling. And just to see that, that this Kenner legend is asking for my you know, opinion about some swag that he's going to make. Um, and I don't know. It, it, very just a very special moment um, to you know, to think that uh, um, he, he thought of me in that way and um, uh, that you know I was the expert in this particular <laughs> field that he had to consult um, and it's God bless him I, it's um, he you know it's it's just amazing um, you know that 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 interaction uh, took place there. Um, so those are a couple things. Again, I could come up with so many. Um, you know, just again, just the sheer joy, the the swag that people made for the event. Um, you know, of course, I gave swag out. You know, with the official logo and so forth. But there were people that attended. They made their own swag to give out. You know, that was event specific. Um, you know, Maggie uh, Moore uh, made you know some event pins. Neil Mini as well. Um, and uh, Hector Hilario and his family actually, you know, went even one step further, and they actually made some peach moonshine um, that they gave out to um, the attendees. And uh, um, you know, they even gave me a special larger jar of that. And uh, you know, for, uh, for being the host, and I just was so touched that they, you know, people took that kind of effort to make you know event specific swag uh, for you know for an event that they themselves were not hosting but were just attending. 
And, um, you know, so that, that really touched my heart that, uh, um, you know, that they went to that length to, to, uh, to be able to make this. And, and I, I posted some pictures of it online, but just some amazing, <laughs> that it, it's, you know, next level <laughs> type creativity. Um, and, uh, if you know, Hector, you, you know, he, uh, him and his family, they, they really do an incredible job when they come up with swag. Uh, it gives it a really nice personal touch. The, the depths of their creativity. I mean, to me, like creativity is the center of that family. Uh, and they're always challenging themselves and doing it with this, with this real curiosity and this joy of how can we take what we love and translate it into something new or something different. Uh, and when I saw their swag too, I mean, I was just, I was blown away by it. Um, really thoughtful. Uh, you know, and again, it was, it, it's, it's peach moonshine, right? That's right. Yeah. Amazing. It, it um, had a tag that said, you know, Georgia Lions summer social, and uh, they even had a password <laughs> that you needed to say. To yes. Yes. So. Uh, I think it was something like um, Chewy. Chewy has the hooch, something yeah, on that. Chewy needs his hooch or something Chewy, like that. Chewy needs his yeah. hooch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried posting it on, on Facebook to see if I could get some, but I, I was, I was unable to do so. So I'll have to talk to him next time uh, we're in person. Um, was there, yeah. was there, uh, was there somebody that you maybe didn't know as well who came to the Georgia social that you really connected with, uh, during that weekend? Oh, there's quite a few people, um, that, you know, they're, you know, it's. I think we've forgotten that it's been almost a year or a year and a half since we've had a regular meetup uh, in person. And you know, in that time, we've added a lot of members, um, both through, you know, essentially that we've only met over Zoom chats um, or just you know online from postings. And there's a whole host of members that, for them, it was their first ever live meetup. Uh, some people that have been members here in the Georgia club for several years. Wow. Um, you know, Mike Presley, a longtime collector, you know, he and his wife have never been able to attend a meetup, but he made it a point to really come to this one. And first time we met in person, um, you know, and we've, I think we've talked online and it, it reminds me of kind of the old rebel scum days where you talk to some of these people and maybe at celebration, you meet them for the first time. Um, but it felt like that. It's like somebody I've interacted with online for, you know, at least since the, at least since you know, the first few months of the club, but I've never actually gotten to meet. Um, you know, he was able to make it for the first time. Um, several newer members that, again, have never been able to attend any kind of collector meetup um, that are in our club. Um, you know, they, they came and they were amazed that, you know, that this type of event even were take, was taking place in their backyard. Um, that they didn't even realize there was a club, you know, that had these kinds of events. And I was glad that their very first experience was this social, um, because that now that'll motivate them to come to any you know, future events, which will now again, start up, uh, you know, on a monthly basis going forward. Um, but yeah, so many of those things, um, you know, I, of course, you know, I know many of the, the members here already, uh, and it's, it's, you know, whether whether I've met them before, um, it was just so nice to connect again. And again, so many of the people that I think were involved with our Zoom chats, uh, and probably because of involved with Zoom chats, and, and again, 
you know, the credit to to Justin for really you know taking the lead on those and really keeping connected over the past year. Um, a lot of that has a lot to do with how successful this event was because you know a lot of people felt that a lot of that the virtual social the zoom chats got them through that last 12 months and you know this was the culmination of being able to meet again after all that time yeah and i would say even something like the um the georgia's uh social the virtual social that you did last year um, was was something that really drew in people who maybe weren't club members before, um, but drew you know kind of kind of pulled the spotlight onto the club in a really positive, amazing way. And what you guys produced then uh, has has really paid off for an in person event like this. And that's exactly right. And I, I'm pretty sure you know our Kenner guests we would not been able to get to know them as well if we had not put on that event. Um, you know, especially, you know, someone like Craig Stokely, which I think he even related to me personally at the event. This is the first time he's attended a collector type meetup like this. And that's just amazing to me. One of, you know, one of the most influential people, you know, in Kenner licensing and marketing who made, you know, the initial uh, interactions with Charles Lippincott at Lucasfilm um, that, you know, in all this time, um, you know, not, you know, that he was attending a collector meetup and just so honored and blessed to hear that and, you know, that he was enjoying himself um, and that he had a great first experience. Um, you know, that's, you know, what, what, what more can you ask for at that point? And, you know, the same, you know, with Jim, of course, we've seen Jim at, you know, quite a few shows who had a chance to interact, but again, um, it's, it's great to be able to um, see these people, at, you know, in an informal setting where they're comfortable, where they're enjoying themselves and they don't have to necessarily be the center of attention and they can just you know, be themselves and, you know, just enjoy. And that's, you know, what I wanted them to have, that type of experience. And I think you're right about having that first event or that first experience be a really positive one. Um, and I, I think this is something that a lot of clubs uh, can miss at times, uh, you know, all of our clubs included, um, is that if you it's not so much what we do right at the event, but it's it's making those personal connections. It's giving somebody a little a little bit of time and and getting to know them more. And if you do that to somebody, especially someone who's newer into the, the community or, the, or collecting in general, they will come to as many meetups as they possibly can because that first meetup was so, um, it, it was, it, it was so, it was so positive for them. It was such a great experience that they will chase that for the rest of their lives. Um, and they'll look forward to more of that, which is a wonderful thing. That's absolutely right, David. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it would be great if we could do a summer social every month. Obviously that can't happen. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, and it, nine it's rabbits fun. would be happy. That's right, of course. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's so important to have that good first positive experience um, because you know, there's so much that's good about Star Wars collecting and Star Wars collectors. We just need a place to get together in, in the end, and we just need a place to talk and hang out. And it's 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 just all about just having it. 90% of the work is just having the event 
for people to come and interact. And all the magic that happens is from the people. The people are the event. It's not, it's not all these competitions, the tours and all these other, or the venue or even the food. It's, it's really the people that make the event and those interactions that we can't capture every one of them, but they have, they're happening, you know, every minute. Uh, and it's, that's what makes it special. And it's those memories that people go home with, uh, about it that makes those events special. Mm. Yeah. Very well put. Um, it, it's true. It's, it's, it's so important. Uh, it, it doesn't matter a lot of times, you know, a lot of people, um, I was talking to a friend recently who was, uh, he's going to be giving a, a tour of his collection, you know, and having people over at his home. And he was really concerned about putting it all together. And I said, it honestly, it wouldn't matter if you just put us in a white walled room with nothing in it. Like we, it's, it's about the people that come together, you know, and, and everything else is just a, a wonderful, amazing, magical bonus. That's exactly right. Again, magic happens at these events. And again, it's not something you can easily capture in photos and videos as much as we, you know, we'd love sharing these events because of course not everybody can make it to, to all of these things, but it's something really special to be able to attend. Um, and, you know, I hope it inspires people to, to make that extra effort next time to be able to attend. Hmm. Um, and, you know, again, when you know, when you're there and you know that feeling, you, it stays with you. And it's one that you will just, you will chase. You will drive all over the country and, and maybe, you know, overseas uh, just to, to continue that, that feeling. That's, yeah, yep. You know exactly, you know exactly what I mean. Absolutely. So. <laughs> absolutely. So, um, okay. So after, after everyone left your house um, and after mm-hmm. you finally had a chance to, close your front door, breathe a sigh of relief. Um, where did you go next? So that evening we, uh, um, decided to do a room sales event at the host hotel, uh, the guest hotel where most people were staying at the, I think it was the Atlanta Marriott Peachtree Corners. And, um, uh, the hotel was kind enough to actually let us use two banquet rooms just off the bar. Um, and, you know, have everyone be able to set up freely. You know, uh, of course, you know, the hotel is, booked a lot for weddings and so forth. So there's always a lot of people in the bar, but this way we would have our own space. We wouldn't be bothering anybody, but at the same time we'd be you know, able to have, you know, complete access to the bar and the lobby and everything. And, um, so a lot of people, you know, set up, um, for room sales, uh, myself included, of course, you know, I was pretty exhausted at that point. So I just grabbed the nearest tote, you know, whatever I had and uh, just, <laughs> sure. just set it over because again, it's more about the interaction and just the chance to hang out more so than it is about whatever I, you know, I sell or, or anything else. But, um, but in, again, some people brought some great, great items to sell. Um, but it was more, again, just about hanging out some more, um, and just winding down the evening a little bit more. Um, if, if you and I were walking through the room sales right now, what kind of stuff would we see? So it would be a mixture of, you know, both vintage and modern items. Uh, of course, lots of action figures, um, vehicles, play sets. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. You never quite know what you'll see at a room sale, whether it's a celebration or, you know, whether it's uh, you know, another convention or it's, you know, uh, a smaller event like this. Um, you know, I think 
uh, I was able to find a prototype, you know, vinyl case tray, which, wow, you know, I, I collect, you know, those vinyl cases cause I love their artwork and, uh, never would have imagined I'd see a prototype, you know, of a vinyl case, you know, a line that I collect and focus on, uh, show up. And, uh, Chris George Julius had one of those. And I said, wow, I've been looking for this for a while. Um, so, you know, I said, keep that aside for me. Um, <laughs> I, that's something I'm definitely interested in, but yeah, a lot of, you know, vintage catalogs, um, people brought, uh, I think Anthony Pagano of course shows up and everybody in the whole room turns their heads and says, Oh, <laughs> what is Anthony F? You know, so of course he brought some sure. modern prototypes. Um, and so, you know, I think uh, every one of us walked away with one or one or two things from, from whatever he brought. Um, you know, David, Kevin White brought a lot of just like small, uh, you know, mixture of just, you know, vintage and modern stuff. Um, you know, even had some custom figures with him. Uh, Ian Sanderson came. He had some items as well as cases. I think he probably did the most business there of anybody. I think everybody <laughs> needs acrylic cases. Of course, of course. Yeah, and at, at these events. So he was happy to oblige. Um but yeah, it's the thing about room sales is you're never quite sure what's going to show up. Um, you know, I think like Pete had a bunch of pro Pete Fitzky brought a bunch of prototype items. Um, I think vintage transparencies and some, I believe some box flats and some other things. So, uh -huh. you know, I think he, he, he did pretty well with the stuff that he brought. And again, some people are coming on planes and so they don't have a lot of luggage to carry this stuff with. So they bring what they can, what they can, but I think he was very happy with whatever he brought and whatever, um, you know, he found to sell. Um, but again, it's the room sales are just another excuse to get together and, and hang out some more. So they truly are. And I think it's great too, that people do bring, even if, even if you're bringing one or two items, like you're still bringing something to contribute to that. Um, and whether people are buying them or trading them or selling them, uh, there's always room for ample amounts of discussion, whether it's around the pieces or just around life in general, just surrounded by all of this stuff. And that's exactly right. And I've been always surprised as to what I end up bringing to room sales and what actually sells or what actually somebody is interested in. It won't be like this, you know, rare vintage item that I bring. It'll be like that. Oh, I have this box of modern or <laughs> I have this. And, and that's the stuff that someone yeah, really interesting <laughs> and they buy it. And so again, you, you never quite know. And sometimes you, it's, you know, it's just the, it's, it's just the people that are attending and what they're interested in. And, uh, um, but yeah, it's, it, it, I always find room sales to be, uh, you know, it's just an exciting venue to get to know people as well. So it's, uh, it, it's always wonderful. And I think we wanted to bring that element in you know, an event, you know, the room sales are part, seem to be a part of any Star Wars collecting event nowadays. And I wanted to make sure that was still a part of this one. Yeah, and for some reason, it just it, it seems to make the event a little more special in that it just it gives collectors something to, uh, you know, to look forward to as well. And as you said, the anticipation of, of what's going to show up and, and who's going to bring what. And it's just, you know, for any collector, it's it's the thrill of the hunt. It's exciting. So, And that's exactly right. And, and really, the main event uh, on Saturday is, is, is much too hectic to kind of hold a, a you know, swap meet type room sales event during the actual event. And that's why we really wanted to set this apart as its own thing on Saturday night, you know, separate from the main event. So after you finally got a really good night's rest, a well-deserved and <laughs> a 
probably yeah. a, a much needed rest. Um, what was Sunday like for you? So Sunday was more, much more relaxing, obviously, than the rest of the weekend. Uh, you know, people obviously have uh, travel plans on Sunday to get you know get back to wherever they're coming from, and so pretty low key. Justin Haney um, held uh, collection tours at his place, uh, you know, for a lot of people that morning, um, and uh, we also had a baseball outing uh, for those who you know were probably staying a little longer that weekend. Uh, or you know, didn't have to leave right away. And so that afternoon, uh, about uh, nine or 10 of us went to uh, uh, Truist Park to see the Braves play the Tampa Bay race um, and uh, got to just enjoy baseball, another event, uh, another uh, event that probably people haven't had a chance to do in, in a long time. Uh, that was the first baseball, I think, outing I've been to in almost two years. So um, it's... Uh, just again, be nice to be out and about again, uh, doing something that you haven't had a chance to do in so long. And to do so with Star Wars collector friends too. I saw a number of the pictures and it's nice to see, you know, our mutual friends uh, enjoying something like a baseball game together. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, baseball, it's funny, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I, I love when I'm at the ballpark because it's a great place to kind of, be in the action, but also be a little distance from the action and actually be able to talk. Um, you know, it, a lot about, I think baseball is about the atmosphere and just kind of being around people and just, uh, not necessarily what fall. I mean, I'm sure some people follow the game, you know, every second, every pitch, but for me, a lot of baseball games are just about taking in the venue, taking in the atmosphere, the view, and just, hanging out and talking to people because baseball games last a while. They're not over right away. And, you know, they're, they take, take a while to unfold. And so you have really have time to talk uh, with the people that you're going with. And, uh, and I had a great, you know, conversation with uh, Abdul uh, Imani and his wife. Uh, I think that uh, we carpooled over there and uh, just really got to know them very well. Uh, Blake joined us at the game and Lewis uh, and April Brown uh, and, um, you know, they came as well. So it was just an, another great chance to uh, really have those kind of in-depth conversations that uh, you normally wouldn't have, um, say, at celebration, uh, you know, or, you know, some or at a convention. This weekend sounded like a fantastic, <laughs> I was going to say action-packed weekend, but it doesn't even sound action-packed. It seems like a kind of a nice steady pace of events, but ones that you could really kind of sit back and and hang out with people and relax. If you were going to speak to somebody now who might be listening to this, um, who may have been like one of us, uh, you know, years ago um, and, and not really connected, um, what would you say to them if they were interested in wanting, you know, wanted to participate in, in an event like this or wanting to, to join a group? The biggest piece of advice I'd give them is just dive in. Um, so I think there's such a uh, fear of the unknown for so many people in like meeting somebody new, um, you know, or meeting, you know, strangers for the first time. And what I found, um, especially with Star Wars collectors, is that we're not really strangers. We actually know each other very well. We just haven't met. 
That's a good um, point. Yeah. And you just need to just dive in and come. And I think a lot of people that came for the first time this weekend, I think they, they came to that realization that, you know what, there are people like me out there um, that I can talk to about, you know, the stuff that I love. And, you know, they're, you know, and they're just like me. And um, that's what I would say. The hardest part is just making it to the event, uh, convincing yourself that you'll fit in, that you'll have somebody to talk to, that you can make friends. And I've never found it, um, it, it can be daunting to never, you know, go to a place where you've never met anybody for the first time. But every single Star Wars collecting event I've been at, again, it really feels like these are people you know. And it, you just needed to show up. And um, that's, that's the piece of advice I'd give. Um, there are collecting clubs around, you know, around you, link up to them. Uh, or if there isn't one, start one. This group started with three people that just decided they wanted to carry some the spirit of celebration back home with them and start a community here. And now we, we just hit 800 members. Oh, my gosh. Online, Congratulations. You know, awesome. Of which, you know, 10%, you know, almost 80 came to this event. Um, and that's amazing. Um, I think, you know, probably the largest event we've held so far, uh, in our club's history so far in terms of just attendance. Um, and, and, and again, if you just look at this event, 15 to 20 people to maybe 40 to 50 people to 80 people in its third, you know, in its third iteration, that's pretty amazing. Um, but again, it's not just the numbers, but look at the quality of people that are attending and the interaction they're having with each other now. And that's, that's what's really meaningful. Yeah, and to be very clear, too, if someone were interested in joining the Georgia Club or the, the Georgia Alliance, you don't have to be from Georgia. You don't have to be physically in the same state. Uh, I'm in New Jersey and I'm part of the, the club. And, you know, the, the great thing about the Georgia Club is... You know, we uh, have always been very inclusive of collectors from anywhere. Um, you know, obviously we want to grow, you know, grow our local community, but we've been, any person that we've gotten to know anywhere from around the country or around the world, we've invited them to become members of, you know, our online community and, and to come in person if they're so able. Um, and again, so, so many of those out-of-state members took us up on it and came. You know, I would say maybe like 20 to 30 people that came to our event this uh, that weekend were from out of state. You know, some of uh, as far as from California, uh, you know, Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, uh, even had a couple uh, collectors that were thinking of coming from Canada. They couldn't make <laughs> it work finally, yeah. but they uh, they are planning to come in the next few months. Um, but the, the great thing about it is that, you know, over the past year, we learned the power of connection you know, during, you know, a pandemic and it's that connection just made just so much more stronger and we can actually meet, meet each other in person. Um, but you know, even if it's not in person, we can still connect and we find ways to connect. And what's the best way for someone to get connected to the Georgia Alliance club? So the best way, you know, we, we obviously have our online Facebook group, um, that, you know, you can join, you just, you know, fill out some membership questions. 
but honestly, the best way is just to come to one of our meetups, which again, we haven't had for a while, but we will start again monthly. And we have an event tab within the Facebook group that uh, will you know, give you all the details of the next time we meet. Um, but meeting people face-to-face, it's the best way uh, to get to know each other again and you know, to build that community that we all uh, are looking for. And what is the full name of the club? It's the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors, or GASWC as an acronym. Right. So for anyone who's interested, you can look it up on Facebook and, uh, and it will come up. And uh, as, as Narayan said, um, you, can, you can join the group. You'll be asked a few questions and then uh, you'll be admitted in. And it's, it's really, it's been a wonderful and exciting group. Uh, it's one that is just uh, ultra creative and is always continuing to, to think of new ways to get people connected and to make these new and amazing, wonderful experiences um, I've had such a blast in the last few years um, with you and, and the rest of the club, and I've really enjoyed every moment of it so far. So thank you. Well, thank you, David, for being able to, to share some of that. And again, it's a credit to our members. Uh, we have some amazing members um, that contribute to this club, and we feed off each other. Um, you know, the more creative some of us are, the it spurs us, spurs the rest of us to, you know, you know, think even more uh, creatively, think bigger. And um, look, it's, it's, this is, this is uh, a fun thing that we do and um, collecting should be fun. And um, that's, I think just like it says in the, the summer social logo, it's GASWC, it's fun. You know, just like it's Kenner, it's fun. And um, that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, we're just having fun just sharing the, you know, the love of the hobby that we have enjoyed. So fantastic. Well, Narayan, thank you for taking uh, an hour out of your time to, to speak with me today. And uh, I, I so appreciate it. I'm so I'm glad we got a chance to connect uh, and to do this and that you were able to give people an idea of what um, one of these in-person uh, summer events are like, because they really are so meaningful and so special. Thank you, David, for, for the opportunity. And again, just, uh, um, uh, you know, there's only so much I can convey talking about it. Um, I think you have to come and, and experience it for yourself, um, whether it's just, you know, our, our monthly meetups or one of our big events uh, or wherever you are. Just go to your local collector's event and hang out with people, get to know them. And um, it's, that's what it's all about, is making those, those personal connections. Shortly after the Georgia Social, Narayan shared his thoughts on what the weekend had meant to him on the Georgia Alliance Club Facebook page. He wrote, Star Wars collectors are a rare breed. They're like the childhood friends who you never knew you had. The ones who shared the same experiences and who can complete the sentences you start with any conversation. The friends who you may only have known for a few years, but feel like you know for a lifetime. 
As soon as the weekend started, it felt like I was with the people who are my close friends and family again. The events themselves didn't matter, as long as it was with the people who I had missed seeing for so long. It felt like coming home. It's still amazing to me that our friends are the ones that put these meetups together. That they envision and plan how an entire weekend will run, set activities and meals, think of all the ways to make the time special, and commemorate the event with cleverly crafted swag for us to take home and to add to our collections. And talking to Narayan is always a blessing. It was great to hear about the Georgia Social from his perspective, and his love for the community and the hobby that spurs weekends like this is certainly infectious. We're already planning a few episodes for the future, so you'll definitely hear from him again. And a toast to everyone in the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors. The GASWC planned so many wonderful and memorable activities last year, and helped a lot of us, including myself, make it through the quarantine. Participating in many of the virtual group events gave us something to look forward to, and left us with so many positive memories during that time. I am honored to be a part of the Georgia Alliance, and I look forward to the next adventure we take as a club, wherever it takes us. I know I always say this toward the end of every episode, but truly, thank you for listening to Star Wars Prototypes and Production. If you enjoy these episodes and stories, please subscribe or follow the show on your preferred podcast platform. It's free to do so, and this way you'll know as soon as the next episode drops. And if you like the podcast, please share it with a friend, and please leave a review. Did you know that leaving one review can power a small town for a week? And that might be a little bit of a stretch, but hey, we live in the world of Star Wars, where anything is possible, right? So I'm not saying it's true, but it could be true somewhere. But actually, leaving a review of this podcast would help me immensely, These reviews not only help to give listeners an idea of what the podcast is like, but it also serves as a good indicator as to whether it would be worth their time as well. And on top of that, it also helps algorithm-based platforms to recommend Star Wars prototypes and production to people interested in finding new audio shows. I have a new goal. I'd like to get to 500 reviews on Apple Podcasts. 500. It's a huge number. And only you can make this happen. Before we go, please take to heart what Narayan and I said. If you're not part of a local club or the collecting community in general, find a way to get connected. Seek out other collectors on social media. Join the clubs through Facebook and get to know others that share the same interests, creativity, and passion as you. We're all out there, and you never know where these friendships will lead. For me, a few conversations with some new friends led me to joining the Georgia-based family that is growing by the month and embarking on virtual and in-person adventures over the past three years. And once you get connected, bring some friends. After all, Star Wars is a pretty universal unifier. The galaxy is in your hands. Let's make it something special. See you next time on Star Wars. Prototypes and Production.